This is Hard Place, a novel by R.A. Jacobson. Listener discretion is advised, contains strong language, violence, and some adult situations. Chapter 19. Matt sees Alan on a table. The old police station had had a recent renovation. Great blocks of glass and steel had been rammed into the once majestic building of stone and brick. It had been raped by the modern aesthetic that expelled warmth and demanded cold, empty spaces. Matt walked across the crisp marble, each footfall echoing loudly around him, behind a long counter that looked as if it had been carved from a single block of white stone A young, clean-shaven man stood expectantly. He had a hint of arrogant impatience, as many young police officers had. Matt supposed he had been the same. It was a way of excluding themselves from civilians, giving them a sense of superiority. My name's Matt Pierce. I'm looking for Constable Kowalski. After an extended pause, the young cop looked down at his screen, typed on the keyboard, then reached for the phone. He spoke quickly and quietly, hung up, and spoke to Matt. Please wait. He looked back to his computer screen, Matt forgotten, no longer important enough to consider. Okay, thanks, Matt said to the air. He looked around the empty space for somewhere to sit, but sitting to wait wasn't something done here. He walked to the glass and looked out at the empty street. An occasional car and a few taxis, but no one passed on foot. A half an hour later, he heard the commanding stride of heavy boots. He turned to see a small, dark woman dressed in a hoodie and jeans with a severe haircut and a no-nonsense look on her face. She was more than pretty, with high cheekbones and clear, intelligent eyes. But the fuck-off that blazed in those eyes made Matt tone down his smile. She thrust out her hand. Mr. Pierce? Yes. Please come this way. She turned on her heel and marched away. When was the last time you saw your partner? She asked as she led him down a bleak hallway to a small, sterile office. The room didn't appear to belong to anyone. There was nothing personal about it. No photos, no objects. It was generic. Alan? Not sure. Tuesday afternoon, I guess? Tuesday afternoon. Are you positive? Well, yeah. I came back to the office around 11, maybe 11.30. I made a few calls before he came in, so maybe 12, 12.30? Okay. And that was the last time you saw him? Yes. I spoke to him later the day on the phone, maybe around 3? 3. Yeah, I think so. What's this all about? Is Alan in some kind of trouble? Constable Kowalski began to answer when Matt's phone rang, cutting her off. Perhaps you should shut that off during the interview. She leaned back in her chair, crossing her arms, her pissed-off face now mixing with with the fuck-off look she maintained. Matt looked at the screen. It's Alan. He turned the screen for her to see the caller ID. She leaned forward, her fuck-off face slipping away for a second, replaced with curiosity. Well, you better answer it then. Matt turned the phone around and answered it. Hello? Alan? Alan? Where are you? I've been trying to get a hold of you all week. What the hell's going on? I'm at the police station. Hey, Matt. Sorry, it's, it's, it's been a weird few days. I need to talk to you right away. Can you meet me behind the Achurian Lounge? There was a long pause. Then Alan said, Wait, did you say police station? Yeah, what's going on? Matt could hear the strangeness in Alan's voice. 
Shit. Okay. I'll tell you everything. Just meet me. Come on your own. I, I don't think I have much time. Okay, I... Matt stopped. Alan had already hung up. What did he say? Constable Kowalski was leaning forward. He wants to meet me. He sounded odd. Maybe you can tell me what's happening. She leaned back in her chair and appraised him. Yes, but first follow me. I think you need to see something. She stood and marched out of the office. She was a head shorter than him, but her stride was hard to match. They walked down the hallway to a singular elevator. When it arrived, she turned and pushed the B button and stepped back again, stiffly staring ahead at her own reflection, ignoring him. No music, just their breathing. Matt fidgeted. I always thought you kept the morgue in the basement, Matt chuckled. She glanced at him, not smiling, her fuck-off face in full mode. That's right. His smile withered. Oh. The ride seemed to take forever. The doors opened with a low hiss on a long, wide hallway, heavy with quiet. The type of place Matt felt he needed to whisper. Constable Kowalski stepped from the elevator, her boots clumping on the tiled floor. At the end of the hallway, she went through a set of large metal doors with Morgue, written on a small plaque at shoulder height. Matt followed a couple of steps behind. The room was vast, filled with cool air, making it feel like a large fridge. Every surface was stainless steel or tile. There were six tables lined up with hoses and pipes interlaced on the wall behind them. They all stood empty except for one. It was the sheet-covered form that caught Matt's eyes and held them. He didn't want to be here. There was no odor, but Matt didn't like the smell. He had always had an aversion to dead bodies. A large man in a spotless white coat stood beside the table. Constable Kowalski stopped across from him. Why am I here? Matt asked. He had a bad feeling and he didn't want to see any more. I need you to explain something to me. She glanced at the pathologist and nodded. With a gesture, the man leaned forward and pulled the sheet back. It stuck slightly, making a tearing Velcro sound as it pulled away, exposing the head and shoulders of a man, a man without skin. At first, Matt wasn't sure what he was looking at. When he realized, his stomach reeled. The corpse was a dark, glistening mass with yellowy bones showing through the meat in places. His eyes were wide, lifeless and flat, with no eyelids to close. He thought of the slabs of meat hanging in his butcher's window. Matt staggered back, queasy. What the fuck? Why? Who's that? Constable Kowalski scrutinized Matt. Based on DNA and dental records, that stack of meat and bone on the slab is what is left of your partner, Alan Cole. What the fuck are you talking about? How can that be? I just spoke to him. Matt did his best to look anywhere but at the disturbing sight, but his eyes kept being drawn back to the mess on the table before him. The eyes kept pulling him. They tugged at him. They were Alan's. Even dried and flat, he recognized them. He felt bile rise in his throat. He willed himself not to throw up. Well, we would be interested in finding out that as well. Someone skinned him, and it appears they skinned him while he was still alive. Matt turned from the table, breathing hard. Over his shoulder, he said, How can that be? Who did I speak to? I don't understand. How can this be Alan? How can he be calling me? 
Constable Kowalski glanced at the pathologist and nodded. He replaced the cover over the corpse. He can't be. That's something I would like to find out. We need to know who's impersonating him. When are you supposed to be meeting him? Matt stared at her, glanced briefly at the sheet, now that it hid the horror that once was his partner. In an hour. In an hour behind the Aturian Lounge, he said. Tuesday for Chapter 20, This Scarred Guitar. Stories from a Hard Place is a narrative podcast. Every Tuesday and every Thursday, R.A. Jacobson presents another chapter from a hard place, read by the author. Opening music by Noah Zachron. Production copyright R.A. Jacobson 2021. If you'd like to support Stories from a Hard Place, please go to patreon.com forward slash hard place. If you'd like a book version, either ebook or print, you can find it on Amazon. You can find links to all these and much more at Dead Cat Studio. That's deadcatstud.io. Keep the shiny side up. <laughs>